What's going on, traders? Welcome to the one, the only SPACs attack. We got a great show for you guys. We're going to talk a lot about some earnings out there, some analyst reports that definitely, you know, we need to pay attention to these as analysts change their price targets. We're going to pay attention towards that. As we can see, there's a couple stocks ripping through the roof right now. So we're going to get into the watch list. We're going to talk also a little bit about MUDs, NFTs, and DKNG even coming out with NFTs. So, hey, if you're big into the Donkey Kong or you just like SPACs, smash that like, hit the subscribe, and welcome to the SPACs attack, man. What's going on, traders? Let's go ahead and bring on my man, the brains. You guys know him. Chris Catchy. What's going on, brother? How are we doing this Tuesday? You know, it's hard to believe it's only Tuesday. It seems already like we're like over halfway through the week. I don't know about you, but just hey, with yeah. all these earnings, all this news, the week is flying by already. Yes, yes. It was an action-packed Monday, and I think that's what helped out. You know, it was definitely not a slow Monday. Let's just say that. Uh, stocks are moving Definitely a lot of news out there, and we're just getting started. I mean, tomorrow is one of the biggest day of the years for SPACs. Um, yes, I said it, guys. Tomorrow, one of the biggest days for SPACs. Reason why is, of course, all the earnings that will be coming out tomorrow. I mean, I know there's going to be like I think we we got like six six reports. Yeah, six, I think at, I think at least I don't even know if I have them all on our calendar because I keep seeing. I mean, more added. More I've more. got five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven written down. Oof. Eleven. Holy cow! Got what? a lot of reading to do tomorrow. Yeah, we, we do. <laughs> yeah, a lot of reading to do tomorrow. A lot of paying attention to stocks. And one of the things that I'm definitely going to be paying attention to is what is running today into earnings. And that's always a good sign because one thing you can do is you can get the kind of the investors to jump in before the earnings report. They're expecting to see good numbers. We'll see how this really performs. Some of them will, of course, surprise. Some of them might not meet expectations. So we'll be paying attention towards either or. All right, Chris, let's go ahead and let's get into our time when we talk about these headlines and everything that's going on in the SPAC industry today. Let's go ahead and take a SPAC. All right, so let's start out with our big mover today. Up first, we have former SPAC Lightning E Motors. This is ticker ZEV. Company went public via SPAC. We saw shares fall below $10 post-merger. Shares are absolutely ripping today. We're up about 60% today. Shares, I think, were up as much as 80% earlier the big news out is that the company signed a multi-year deal with Forest River, which is a bus company owned by Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, so this deal could be valued at up to $850 million with up to 7,500 vehicles delivered. So the agreement will see Lightning E-Motors build the electric powertrains and provide charging products for four and a half years. Those products will be shipped to uh, Forest River's factory for final assembly to make class four and class five passenger buses. Now the deal, we don't have the exact terms of how many orders are set in stone and how many are additional possible orders, but we do know that Forest River is dedicating 100,000 square feet of their factory to install those powertrains. So it seems like at least 
be putting some money into this deal. Those buses will have 12 to 33 passenger seats, a range of 80 to 160 miles. Forest River is the largest shuttle bus market producer in North America. They delivered their 100,000th bus last year. Forest River has over 100 bus dealership locations in the U.S. So this deal, not only huge for Lightning e-motors, it could also be the largest contract ever in the electric shuttle bus market. So talk about a big deal for ZEV Lightning e-motors. Definitely keep this one on watch. But as I said, shares have been ripping today. Then another deal that was announced yesterday, NGAC, which is taking XOS public, they announced a planned delivery of 120 electric vehicles to FedEx independent service providers in 2021 and 2022. Those deliveries will be across 35 different operators, multi-state deal. Um, And then they also are in discussions for additional deliveries in 2022 and 2023 to those same customers. So keep an eye out um, on NGAC. They do have their merger vote this month as well. Then another stock moving higher today, we have Fisker FSR. Shares were up after hours last night. They're up again today. Morgan Stanley analyst Adam Jonas is resuming coverage with a buy rating and a $40 price target, also setting a bull case scenario at $90. Original price target was $27 back in February, and then he stopped coverage on the stock. Now, I have to point out a couple things. Remember, Fisker has no vehicles out, so there is still some risk with many of these electric vehicle companies. Also, that $90 bull case target is, you know, it's very bullish, but that is the best case scenario from the analyst. I think investors would be better off looking at the $40 price target. Also seeing a lot of comparisons between Fisker and Lucid. Remember, guys, market cap matters. So Lucid Motors is valued at $38 billion, Fisker at $5 billion. So even if Fisker shares hit $90, it would still be valued at less than Lucid Motors. So you can compare the two, but just remember share price is not the same as market cap. Then we get into some earnings. So last night we got Bark, parent company of BarkBox, reported a quarterly loss of $0.09 per share uh, versus analyst consensus of $0.06 loss per share. Quarterly sales of $117.6 million came in ahead of estimates. Subscription shipments up 54%. Uh, That revenue total was up 57%. Gross margins, 59.3%. They saw $7 million in add-to-box revenue. So when you get the BarkBox in the mail, they offer you the option to add additional products That segment up 173%, nice little addition there. They reaffirmed their 2022 full-year guidance, $516 million of total revenue. They also invested in Bark Eats, machine learning technology, and their infrastructure to power that growth going forward. Also notable that their commerce revenue was up 58% to $12.2 million. So not just a subscription box uh, company, they also have products in stores like Lowe's, Target, Petco, PetSmart, and Costco. 
And that revenue segment, again, up 58%. They did have higher spend on advertising and marketing of 48% in the first quarter. Uh, Higher customer acquisition cost. Remember, that was something Mitch and I pointed out earlier this week. How much are they spending to acquire those customers to bring into the ecosystem? So something to keep an eye out on with Bark. Then we got earnings from Metro Mile, M-I-L-E. They reported a quarterly loss of 33 cents per share, which missed analyst estimates. Quarterly sales of 28.1 million ahead of analyst uh, estimates. Shares are dropping significantly today. They also got several analyst downgrades. So Piper Sandler downgrading from overweight to neutral. Cantor Fitzgerald downgrading uh, to neutral as well with a $7 price target. And then another company with earnings that also is seeing shares uh, fall is Catapult. KPLT, quarterly earnings of $0.03 per share, $77.5 million in sales, up 28%. Um, Year-to-date revenue, $158 million, up 53%. They onboarded 31 new retailers in the quarter. However, the negative news out is that due to changes in e-commerce and the COVID variants, they are actually withdrawing their guidance for the remainder of 2021. Shares getting absolutely hammered on that news. This was one that I called out as one to watch with earnings as a Wayfair um, possible uh, earnings play. The earnings report was good. However, uh, a former SPAC um, you know, withdrawing guidance when we have that presentation with, you know, years worth of guidance is definitely not a great sign here. So KPLT Catapult will continue to see some downward pressure. Then Carlot's LOTZ also reported earnings, a loss of six cents per share, beat the estimate, a loss of 20 cents per share, sales of 50.8 million, also ahead of analyst. Carlot's also withdrawing guidance for the full fiscal year, citing channel constraints. William Blair downgrading Carlot's to market perform today. So two former SPACs, shares getting hammered on withdrawing guidance. And Hylion, H-Y-L-N, which reports earnings later this week, highlighted yesterday with the Secretary of Energy so that Hypertruck ERX was showcased during a Michigan Manufacturing Facilities Tour featuring uh, Secretary of Energy and also some members of Congress. Uh, She took a ride in the Hypertruck ERX demonstration unit, uh, and they highlighted that infrastructure package and and how the Hypertruck ERX could play into that. So nice positive mention. Keep an eye out on HYLN. Then VACQ and SFTW, we got the announcement that uh, Rocket Lab will launch three back-to-back missions for Black Sky in late August. Then another space stock, Astra Space, A-S-T-R, shares up after they were awarded a contract from the Rocket Systems launch program of the Space Force. Remember, I gave you the news last week that Astra Space also set a launch window of August 27th for its first commercial orbital launch with the U.S. Space Force. 
So definitely keep an eye out. ASTR, this is one that I still own shares in. It's a space stock I like, and we're starting to get some deals and some contracts signed. So uh, keep an eye out on Astra Space going forward. Then our deal yesterday, uh, Leafly, ticker MCMJ, shares ended the day up 0.1%. And then our one deal announced today, we have ticker ASAX, uh, this company merging uh, with two companies, HotelPlannerAndReservations.com. These are industry leaders in travel technology and online hotel bookings. We'll trade as the ticker HOTP after the merger. Uh, we'll call itself Hotel Planner as the parent company. But we'll own hotelplanner.com, meetings.com, and reservations.com. Over 1 million global properties uh, in their booking platform. A cloud-based AI technology platform, 24-7 customer support. Um, This could be considered a reopening play uh, with more meetings taking place in person and also hotel occupancy going up. They see 2021 revenue to exceed 2019. 2019 prior to the pandemic was a record year for the company. So they see compounded annual growth of 42% from 2020 to 2023. Deal values the company at $567 million, over 50,000 hotels, 1 million accommodation options available Revenue expected to be $128 million in 2021 and $170 million in fiscal 2022. That's what I've got. I mean, lots of news out there, lots of earnings and that deal. Mitch, there's so much to talk about. And as you said, tomorrow, let me just get to the calendar real quick. I know it was a lot, but yeah, tomorrow, the 11th, I mean, we have Payoneer, App Harvest, Desktop Metal, Matterport, Proterra, Clover Health, Open Door, uh, EVGo, Lordstown Motors, and Hylion. I mean, talk about a busy day of earnings for former SPACs. Definitely, without a doubt. I think there's one that I would like to talk about a little bit more here. And I kind of should have been expecting this. You know, one of the things that we've been seeing is the used car business having trouble in getting vehicles, right? And so kind of we could have seen this in lots. There was either going to be two sides to this business. Either they were getting their vehicles and they had a good inventory and they were going to be able to sell them at a high price or they were going to have trouble getting the vehicles. And then when you have trouble getting the vehicles, and this is what I'm seeing from not just like, you know, just lots. I'm talking about the whole industry right now. Um, I mean, I'm even looking to sell my car right now because I'm getting offers that are way out of the premium. Um, now, the main thing I've also been seeing, and just to put this out there, is I've been seeing kind of sticker prices be raised, actually. Um, normally, you, you, you when you go to a car dealership or something like that, you go to buy a vehicle, you're trying to knock that sticker price down, right? Well, right now, they're actually charging a premium on top of the sticker price. And I think this is, of course, because of the chip shortage and the inventory shortage. So this is one thing we got to just pay attention to in the car industry. If you're looking at stocks like this, these are the kind of trends you want to be on top of. Not late. You want to already be on top of these kind of trends. This is how you avoid kind of staying in a stock where you can kind of see that the story wasn't pointing to the positive side. 
Yeah, definitely. And, you know, this is a company before um, their last earnings report. Remember when we thought that there was going to be huge strength from the used car market, they actually lower or didn't raise their guidance when one of their peers, Shift Technologies, raised guidance. So two quarters in a row now, you've seen them, you know, not raise guidance and now withdraw guidance. So it seems like there are some problems there. You know, Mitch, as you said, inventory's got to be a major concern, right? The you're, you're able to sell used cars for more money. Your margins may be higher, but if you're not able to get the cars onto your your lots, I mean, no pun intended, car lots, um, you can't sell them, right? If you don't have the inventory, so. Not a huge surprise here that they did withdraw that guidance. Um, you know, I, I wonder what the future looks like for them. They are also opening additional locations. And, and maybe it's time, you know, to, to focus more on building out the locations they have and, and focusing on inventory first. Because I worry a little bit about opening these new locations. And if you don't have the inventory there, um, you know, where are your buyers at? Yeah, we'll definitely have to pay attention to it. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, I'll let you guys know. Who knows? Maybe I sell my card a lot. Who knows? We'll I mean, see. they need it. They, they, they need, need it, it right? So. Might hit them up. All right, guys, let's go ahead. Let's move into the watch list. This is when we can go ahead and check out the stocks that are moving in the industry. Of course, if you guys know a, a kind of SPAC you guys want to talk about, definitely mention it in the chat and Chris and I will go over it. Let's go ahead and let's get into our watch list time. You guys know, let's jam out a little bit into the watch list. Time. Every time. Every time, man. Z-E-V. Look what at that move. Rip. Look at Z-E-V, man. What a rip. What a rip. This is definitely one of those trades that you can see uh, day traders get super hyped on. Um, I'm going to go ahead and put it up here. As you guys can see, from about 7.30 to about 10 o'clock, it just went straight up. Just kind of just ripping back up there. Got to a high today of 12.10. 1210. Now we're pulling back all the way to 978. So that's some pretty volatile move there. Um, so you're talking 20, 30 percent swings easily. So what do you think, Chris, there ZEV now getting up there? Yeah, I mean, this thing hit $12, Mitch. The previous 52 week high was 962. I mean, since this thing closed its merger, it has not traded above $10. So I think that's important to note, right? We got above that that psychological $10 level. I'll be interested to see if we can hold $10. You know, I think it'd be a real impressive day if we can end the day above $10. Again, it, it's not a SPAC anymore, so it does not have that floor, but that's a good level for a former SPAC to have. The other thing is, I mean, the, the market cap I'm seeing is about $470 million. That deal with Forrest uh, is worth up to $850 million, but the company didn't really say the details, right? How many of those orders are, you know, hard orders? How many are potential orders? I mean, it's up to 7,500 electric buses. That's a huge number, Mitch. But the question is, I mean, how many of those are guaranteed and how many are contingent on certain milestones? But if they can fulfill that full deal, I mean, that's $850 worth of revenue over the next two to three years. 
I mean, this thing could be a potential, you know, big winner over the next two to three years. But I do think we're going to see the selling pressure now, um, you know, and I really want to see it hold ten dollars. Might have to tell Benzinga uh, to correct this or something. I don't know. I don't think the deal is worth eight hundred and fifty dollars. Is that what it says? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I gotta, a, I, I gotta adjust that. I'll, I'll have to fix a that. Couple, a couple zeros. Yeah, a couple zeros there. So um, let, let's not go off of that. Why is it moving? <laughs> um, yeah, it, I, I didn't. I couldn't believe it myself when I read it. I was just like, yeah, there's something wrong there. But all right, let's go ahead and let's watch Fisker. Fisker definitely riding up there past 19. One of the things that I'd point out on Fisker is you, we've been talking about weeklies and monthlies, right? Stop using so much the, even the daily charts. And I mean, look at this on a monthly look here. Uh, Fisker just coming right back down to support Wix multiple times, multiple this area that you can clearly see and it just bounced right off of it. If you can see it a little clearer off the weekly um, support, 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 came back and found it. That's what you want to be doing. You want to be getting levels on these SPACs. I can't stress it enough. If you're not using your levels, you're not using your support and your resist resistance, a lot of times you're going to get caught stuck in these. There's a reason why you want to be down towards support because since these are lower priced, the, the percentage moves are actually massive when they make these swings. So you want to get yourself in a position of power or strength versus a position of weakness, like buying into strength, that is a momentum move. That's usually just to scalp the top, not meant to be a long-term hold. This is why I talk about how you got to attack those supports and try to get up there towards resistance. And then you can sell a little bit at resistance. That's what I try to do. And then I try to get a breakout move past that. All right, let's take a look at some of the other ones. I'm going to keep an eye on Fisker. I know a lot of people are hating on this stock. I do not know why. Um, I think at the end of the day, when you look at EVs, these are going to be the fastest that come out in the United States and get put to the test, which is what consumers driving it, man. That's that's what you want to be seeing. You know, one of the things that I'll be paying attention to. And I talked about it this morning on pre-market prep, Chris. I mean, just the just the federal uh, credits alone for a, a price tag at thirty four thousand, let's say. And if you're able to get like I am in Colorado, I can get $10,000 off this sticker price, essentially bringing the car down to a normal price vehicle, not an electric vehicle. Exactly. And so that's what gets the consumer to go shopping. Yeah, to me, I mean, Fisker, it's they, they do have, you know, what could be considered an aggressive timeline, right? But they're partnered with Magna on that first vehicle. They're going to show off their car at the LA Auto Show later this year. They're going to show off their car in Europe next year. And then they're going to enter production next year. I haven't heard them delay any of those timeline items yet. So I don't know why it gets all the hate. Uh, you know, I'm excited. I own shares of Fisker. I think they could be one of the major players in the EV market in the U.S. There are some risk, right? I mean, but there's risk with any electric vehicle company that does not have units on the road. That, that's part of the risk involved. But Fisker, definitely worth watching here. All right, all right. I don't think we've ever talked about Vuzi on this show. Have we talked about Vuzi on this show? I don't remember talking about Vuzi on this show. I feel like if we talked about it, it would have been on a, on a different show, but... 
I don't even think I've ever talked about Boozy. <laughs> I feel like it is it in that I feel like it's in the AR VR space. Is it like the glasses? Let's find out. It, it sounds familiar. Let's find out. Let's find out. I know I know our chat brought it up, but it looks like it's a supplier of smart glasses. Yeah, and oh. AR technology. Boom, you got it right on the nail. Chrisopedia at, right at you. Yeah, I mean, I, I know the company, but I can't say I've ever recommended it. No, no, it. definitely, Bill. Uh, Bill, I, I don't think that was here, man. Uh, I'll just say it as clear as possible. I, I don't think I don't even know the stock, so I don't think I talked about it. Um, let's keep going. Let's go into the next. Uh, I'm just trying to go through the chat and definitely hit those chat comments up. I'm seeing uh, Happy talk about Genie. Uh, I don't think he's too mad about that one. I think he got that one pretty down there, Happy. I, I don't remember your price exactly, uh, but it is performing well. One of the things that I think Chris and I have talked about in Genie to pay attention to, and we're going to be looking to see what happens, is do they get more deals based off of that NFL data that they have access to, right? And so one of the things that I think most people don't realize is what's the competitive advantage, really, right? Why would you want Genius Sports data versus everybody else's? I actually looked a little bit more into this. It's, it's, it's a matter of milliseconds, but you're going to be able to get faster data to a betting platform see how this could make a difference in in money wise you know right and so one of the things that happens often right we're in betting platforms when we look at our betting platform the data that we're seeing coming to our betting platform is usually not even the data that we're seeing coming to what coming to the the, the image that you're watching on tv right your stream it's usually delayed let's say six seconds sometimes even the, the the stream that you're watching versus the data that's going into the betting and so one of the things that happens a lot of times and i see uh kind of new gamblers get caught in this is that they they're watching they're watching the bets right they're making bets but they don't realize what they're watching is a delayed stream and because of this you can end up making some really bad bets you think that the line changed fast and and something that you have an advantage i'll tell you right now probably 10 out of 10 times you're not going to have an advantage in sports betting so this is when you can go ahead and slight milliseconds on the data can make a huge difference another added benefit that genie is going to be able to give you is the content the live access to watching these right on that platform so now you're not having to have two different things you're literally able to stay within the platform and watch some content yeah you know definitely and you know the genie that DraftKings deal again i think is the first of many to come and i mean if you're a sports betting company highly competitive market right you're trying to acquire customers so you want to be able to say hey we have the official data feed of the nfl we can provide live data. You can do single game parlays with us. You want to be able to offer that stuff. DraftKings couldn't actually do single game parlays for a while and FanDuel could. And now DraftKings with that Genie partnership, they can. So now you've got these other sports betting companies hearing that news, right? And they're going to want to get that feed Along with the NFL data, Genie also has, you know, a lot of the college feeds, right? College sports betting is going to be huge. And then also soccer. We get the return of the English Premier League in September. Genie is the official feed provider. Now, while soccer betting may not be as big in the U.S., it's huge in Europe. 
You know, Flutter Entertainment, the parent company of FanDuel, they reported earnings this morning. During the Euro 2020, I mean, they saw a massive amount of bets placed. You want these soccer feeds. You want that official data. So Genie, I mean, I just think it, it's a long-term winner. They, they have the data and they're going to be needed by all these sports betting companies. Yeah, and and I think we we're, we're starting to see some uh, more news come out of New York. I think this is very important to pay attention to. Uh, you know, New York has been kind of moving into kind of doing these. It, it, they did a little bit of a, a weird kind of approach, right, Chris, in in the state. Um, and now we're starting to actually get some names right included in here. Um, I'm trying to find my tweet that I posted. I get a lot of a lot of information here. There it is. I got it. So pretty much the the top plays you can think of. Uh, I saw bets three sixty five on there. Uh, Fanatics, sportsbook, Pen, uh, Bally Bet. You guys know I've been talking about Bally's for a little while. Bet MGM, DraftKings, Fox Bets, uh, Caesars, Points Bets, Bet Rivers, Win Bets, The Score. So a lot of the names that we've been seeing, right? And so I think at the end of the day, this is a win for all of them in New York. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, you know, and I, again, you said that Bat Rivers name, right? That's Rush Street Interactive, RSI. The fact that they own, you know, early access to New York, I still think is getting slept on. I think you saw it yesterday with these, these, uh, these companies partnering, right? They know that New York is going to offer a limited number of slots. So to best position themselves, they're all working on partnering together for these licenses. Whereas other states offer, you know, 12 sports betting providers. You can go in alone, right? You don't need to partner, but Bet Rivers, Rush Street Interactive, they have that access there. They're going to get some play from a partner. Also, the score you mentioned, Mitch, I mean, getting acquired by Penn National. So that sets Penn up well, Barstool in the region. But New York is a huge state. Let's not forget that. I mean, New Jersey was, you know, the first big state to, um, you know, really legalize. And of course, they drew some people from the New York market. I, I think there's huge demand there. I mean, how many sports teams are in New York alone that those fans want to be able to bet on those games? It's a huge, huge market. And, and these sports betting operators, I think, are all going to win. You know, as you said, Mitch, that that pie is growing. And it's not going to be so much about who gets the biggest piece, but who are the slices in that pie? Definitely. I mean, you're going to start seeing a lot of it. And I think one of the things that you'll see, and this is why I don't also trade too much of the, the leaders, right? I am, I'm in DraftKings right now, but I have a tendency of trading the leaders, not wanting to invest long term. Because I think at the end of the day, those are going to be the ones that are going to run into growth issues as they keep expanding. Because you can only expand so much until you reach that height where you're going to start seeing some turnaround. Or... You have to go ahead and buy those smaller companies that can continue your growth. That's what we're seeing right now. The question is, does the growth continue? I think we will see a growth continue run. The big question I think is going to be once you start seeing kind of the the numbers not just increasing, sub, like, you know, exponentially. I think that's when we have to start paying attention to some of these leaders and then maybe them can come, come down a little bit. Some of these other ones can get some of the pie. I think, you know, right now we're seeing that this, the, the pie gets split. It's not like 
one is, is having, let's say, 80% of the market right now. Um, we're seeing kind of a split pie. And I think this is a lot to do with the promos. Chris and I have talked about that before. Uh, but just to give it a, a, a full disclosure here, guys, I did sell out another third of my position. So now I have a very small position left. I actually have only a fifth of the position left, a uh, full position. I sold it today at 30, 1350s, literally near the high of the day. 1358 was that number. I was watching it go through the 40s. I just, as soon as it hit 1350 on the bid, I hit out at thir- uh, 1348 limit and I got actually a fill there at 1350s. So I'll take it. Not a bad one. Um, I still got a little left. I'm going to let it ride. But I do think with the earnings, I mean, when you get a, let's say, 30, 40% pop, you're talking to move pretty much from $10 up there to 1350, 35% move up you could get some pullback going into the earnings. Yeah, nice call out there by John in the chat as well. WinBet win bet is going Definitely. public, that ticker AUS. I mentioned that yesterday. Shaquille O'Neal, Shaq, is going to be the spokesperson and a marketing person You know, for WinBets. He, he's also going to be invested. This is another one of those where if you look at that SPAC, I mean, Mitch, you look at that SPAC, AUS, Austerlitz Acquisition Corp. Nothing about that screams sports betting. Once they do the ticker changeover and it's called win bet, you're going to get analyst action. You're going to get the comparisons to the other sports betting companies. I think that's one I would definitely be keeping an eye on uh, right now. All right, guys, we're going to go through some more stocks there. We just took a second there to touch on a little bit of the gambling sector that I think has been hot. Uh, we've been talking about the seasonality coming into play for about a month or two now. And I, as Chris and I have seen it, I think we both believed it. And, and now we're seeing the the kind of the returns pay out there. Now let's go ahead. Let's let's take a look. I'm seeing the chat mention, of course, Microvast. We're going to get into that right now. Um, I'll take a look at that chart as it's pushing up. But before then, guys, I want to talk about some NFT, some MUDs, guys, some opportunity today. Today, we want to give you that information. But if you guys want that information, you guys got to smash that like up a little bit, man. We are up, up about 56 likes, 58 likes. Let's go ahead and let's get it up there towards 125 gotta hit 100. likes. I'm pushing 125. The level. 125 All right. is the number I'm going to give out there. That's what we need to hit so we can get into the NFTs. And I mean, there's an opportunity. We're going to give you how we're going to attack it. Last time, Chris and I were able to get the MUDs NFTs. So I think you're talking to two people that, potentially could definitely help you give you a good tip to get there so if you guys want to stick around for the nfts smash the likes let's get those up and let's get back into microvast carl carl i see you i see you let's get it there all right let's take a look here microvast holdings really ripping on up there these are these are those turnarounds i've been seeing a lot of those quick turnarounds from like around eight dollars seven dollars up there we haven't seen so many get past, let's say, the $13 level. So it's interesting that this one's ripping right now. Let's take a look here at the 15-minute and see how it's trending. I mean, just look at this trend. I mean, this is one thing I'd, I'd point out. This first bottom here, if you draw a trend line from that first bottom there, just draw it up. Look how the trend's just continuing, right? And so this is what you want to be seeing. Whenever you can stay on a trend, I mean, there's sometimes no reason to get out, right? And so if I was long this, let's say if I got an 11 
and I sold some of it at 14. I would actually watch that trend line as long as it keeps holding and closing above it. You're still looking in a bullish sense and you can still ride the wave, right? Now we're up there towards 1560s, a high today of 1591. We came down really hard here on a wick towards 1366. And this is why it's you got to be careful with stops. Because let's say you had a market stop. This is very easily how you get a filled, like you put a market out at like 14 and then you get 1366. You look down and you're like, 34 cents down bro like are you serious that's how you can that's how it can happen so just be careful i always wanted to talk about that because i know that a lot of people use market orders but i always always recommend know what you're going to get versus just taking whatever price they want to get you out on yeah and uh, mitch microvast that's one that i own here the, uh -oh, my, uh -oh. my my caution here is if you look at what's happening, it's getting a lot of mentions by, you know, Wall Street bets and FinTwit, right? Microvast, since they completed their merger, has been very quiet on the news front. That concerns me a little, right? That we're not getting big news from the company. And also that concerns me that now this momentum, Mitch, seems to be being carried by retail traders what happens when investors lose interest in microvast? What happens when people are selling out of profits? What happens when it stops being, you know, the most mentioned ticker? Do we see the reverse of this where it comes crashing back down? So I have, uh, you know, uh, been looking at microvast and considering, you know, where my levels are on this thing. I'm in the green. Um, again, I think it's a good long-term battery play, but I do think we're going to see some downward pressure once that story ends. Yeah, something to definitely keep a, a watch. You know, um, we'll see when this kind of turns around. But I think right now, I think you're still looking good. Um, and that's why, I, remember what I said, it has to close below that trend line. That's why you get that wick. And so what do you, what do you get? It just scares people out, but it actually closes above that line. That's that's a very common thing that happens. It's a little bit of a what I call the retail washout, trying to get you to stop out at levels. And then all of a sudden the stock's back up here and you're like, what did I just do? I took a loss when it was 15 seconds later, a green trade. That happens all the time, guys. Don't, don't, don't kill yourself about it. Learn from it. Learn from it. Learn at the charts. Watch how wicks and closing of those wicks is very important. All right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going in the chat. I want to start looking at how many likes have we got. We got 109. We only need what? What? We need like 16 more? Where are we at? Yeah, we need 16 more. 16 let's more likes to get into the, the NFT talk here. I, I know, uh, again, guys, we shared this before when uh, Tops released some MLB NFTs. And Mitch and I were both able to uh, buy some packs and make some money and also watch the mud story. And we've got the, the story for you guys, uh, you know, today, hopefully that we can share. All right, guys, Lucid starting to catch a bid here near the 24s. The big thing for me now is it, it did do a semi little gap up there at 2350s could pull back towards those levels, but we'll keep watching this stock. One thing I will point to you and I state this all the time, guys, is the decreasing volume decreasing volume is not a good sign pops the volumes it's a good sign but right here when we got that pop of volume on the 26 what happened right into the resistance and a turnaround 
It's okay if it comes back towards support. We're coming back down to support. Now the big thing is going to be when we get towards that 28, do we get another volume pop? That's what you want. You want that volume pop. Let's say even higher than that volume. Uh, that was 31 million shares traded on average. This is looking like it's trading around 8 to 12 million shares. So we're looking for about three times the volume. So about 36 million shares traded. When you get up towards that resistance, look for that volume for the breakout. We'll see if this one can continue to run. Of course, I'm not going to get in this one right now. I could try to attack this low and maybe get near that 2350 risk down towards 2270. I'm actually going to wait for this one to break to the 28 before I even look at it. Um, I'm going to be expecting to see certain volume. And then if I get that, then I can look for a pullback towards the support, which should become support at 28. And then I'll be looking to attack it like that. All right, Mitch, it looks like we smashed through our like goal. I'm seeing 131. Boom, baby. That's what I wanted to see, Chris. Looks like some people like some MUDs out there. I can't blame you. I mean, MUDs was a, a company that for for a while, I mean, Chris and I were just uh, completely on top of. Now they've changed the game a little bit in the NFTs. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, we're also going to show you some of our tips of how we think you could possibly get these and how Chris and I are probably going to attack it to tell you the truth. Um, last time it was very tough to get these NFTs. Chris, how quickly did the, the packs sell out? I think there was 70,000 packs of the MLB those, ones. Yep. Those packs sold out, I believe in 45 minutes, the, the first time around. And remember that was the first time they had done it. There was a decent amount of media about it, but you know, obviously now that people know the story, I, I think it's even more And Mitch. We're, we're not talking MLB NFTs in the next no, top no, drop. No. We're talking soccer, a.k.a. football, with the German Bundesliga. Uh, mm -hmm. So for those of you who don't follow soccer, the Bundesliga in Germany, one of the top European leagues. It's got some of the top players. We are getting tops NFT packs released today at one p.m. Eastern time. That's in an hour and 15 minutes, or as the website is currently telling me, an hour and 14 minutes and eight seconds with their boom, countdown. Boom. There it is. So on the left, you see the standard pack. On the right, you see the premium pack. I have not found prices for these yet or the number of packs. So Mitch, some tips that I have, right? And, and you shared one of these with me before we hopped on the stream. Number one, Go to the website right now. Make sure you create an account so you are mm -hmm. logged in, ready to go. Because the last thing you want to do is miss out on a pack for not having an account and having to create that. And, and then number two, I mean, watch your time. Stay on this site. Be ready to go. And again, know how much money you can spend. So if you want to get a premium pack, you know, so Tops is one of the top uh, card companies out there. They have lots of soccer licenses. So this is a big deal for them to be able to do these soccer NFTs as well. Um, you know, Mitch, again, not a ton of details out there, but, you know, I, I think our viewers can be ahead by knowing today that this drop is happening at 1 p.m. Eastern time. So go ahead, sign up, guys. This is a beta. One of the things I'll tell you about any beta is that they're going to run into issues, right, with the traffic. You want to already have that account login. You need to go through the steps. I just showed you where you click on. You click on the start collecting. You go into the steps. 
you get your you get your thing and now you'll be sitting like I am right now waiting for the open and you'll be ready to shop when it happens. Now, one of the things that happened last time, I think that a lot of a lot of people kind of struggled on was that you could buy the cards with money or you could buy the cards with a coin. Right. Um, we don't know it specifically. Do we got a coin for this one? I'm seeing that you can use a credit card. I think they're avoiding the, the coin this time coin. around because of the problem. So you should exactly. be able to. So that's another great point, Mitch. I mean, have your card ready to go. Have it by you, right? You don't want to be fumbling, fumbling for, you know, where's my card at? What was those numbers again? What's my expiration date? I mean, if you want to get into this NFT drop, and again, guys, this is not financial advice, but for anyone who wants to experience the NFTs or you like trading cards, this is a way to be in the collector's market here with these soccer NFTs. There's also going to be a marketplace where you can buy and resell those moments in the pack. And Mitch, from my understanding, I think this is going to be a hybrid where you're going to get top moments from last season. So similar to like Top Shot, right? Mm -hmm. Where they're going to be moments from last year. And then also, you know, just cards with people's portrait on them, you know, for, for the next season. So, and I mean, look at that. I mean, you got one of the top players in the world there, right there in Holland. Um, there, there's going to be some highly coveted cards in these packs. So I know I will be watching that timer at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, Bazooka Joe. I mean, I grew up with Bazooka Joe comics, <laughs> Bazooka Joe gum. They, they also have some NFTs in that series. And Mitch, you know, you talked before about how you were surprised that we didn't get a, a second series of MLB packs. I think we have our answer now because they have built their own marketplace and this uh, beta website tops NFTs instead of relying on the wax marketplace. I think maybe, what do you think? Do we see more MLB packs soon? Yeah. One of the things is I think you will see it come soon now. Am I excited about this platform? Yes and no. As an NFT collector, I would say no. As an investor, I would say yes. Now, the, the two things are, are why. Why would I say no as an investor or why would I say no as an NFT collector? And why would I say yes as an investor? As an investor, this shows that they can go ahead and separate themselves by having some proprietary technology and really having a landing place for all their collection, really. I mean, that's the important thing, I think, that with the MLB you weren't seeing the Bundesliga is right next to it, right? It, it was even an MLB site. It was Tops MLB, right? So now you're talking Tops NFTs, not just one specific area. So it creates more of a community environment. As for the investors, I think this is a positive. Now for NFT collectors, of course, like me, like on myself, that have some of the old nfts that came out on on tops i think these are going to go ahead and start falling in value yeah there'll be some cards that keep their value just because of the cards themselves but i think when you don't continue a series or you change up the game the old ones start getting knocked down and so with that being said am i happy about that not the happiest i mean i could have sold it at the height i mean i only invested i think it was like 
15 bucks in this, Chris, when I first started, yep. I made over $200 in profits. Can't I mean, complain, right? Can't you complain. Can't. I, I, I remember when I did it and then afterwards I was like, man, I only spent 15 bucks, dude. I should have, I should have spent like a hundred dollars and then maybe gotten like $2,000 or something like that. But Hey, I'll be happy with what I got. It was the experience, the learning experience of the NFTs. And now I'm super excited about this next round. I love the Bundesliga. I mean, uh, I'm definitely going to be hoping I get some Bayern Munich players, but we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm going to be trying to get a couple of premium packs and then, who knows? Maybe we'll do the opening right here on Spax Attack. Yeah, I mean, we might have to do the opening. The other thing for people out there, Mitch, you know, I, of course, if I buy a pack, I mean, the kid in me wants to to open it, right? But you do have the opportunity to resell your pack. And, and let's face it, if these packs sell out, bada you're, bing, bada boom. You're gonna now be you're able. My language. You're gonna be able to resell those unopened packs for a decent profit. Just a, a hunch here. Um, so Jorge's question there: Do you open it or do you keep it closed? I mean, that's up to you. You know, if you want to keep it closed, it could go up in value. Um, you know, over the long run. But again, me, I want to. I want to open those things up. Find out if I got rares. Cole also asking, is it limited to one pack per person? We don't know yet. And, and with that being said, I would try to order more than one. And if it tells you no, I would order the one, check out, and then you might have to try a new transaction because sometimes it might limit you to one per transaction, not per person. Ooh, um, so something good, to watch good, there. Good comment there. I'm just taking a look at my NFTs. You guys see, I still got, I even got some wax. Fans. I still got some baseball ones. I got to look at those sometimes, see how we're doing. I enjoy these. I might actually include these in a giveaway here for Spax Attack. Since, since you know, I, I, I myself, I'm not probably not going to keep them forever. Who knows? Maybe I, I will do a little giveaway uh, with some of these uh, NFTs that I, I still have. All right, guys, that's probably going to do it with the NFT talk. I wanted to stay here. I'll tell you one thing. It's about to be 12 o'clock. When do these come out, Chris, and when should people be looking for it? So this is 1 p.m. Eastern time. So, again, you have an hour-ish to, to be ready to go. Um, you know, so, so have your login. Be logged into the site. Know how much money you have to spend because, again, the prices haven't been released um, and have your card information uh, available. Um, you know, so that's the drop today. Mitch, there's another drop tomorrow. Should should what? we let viewers should we let viewers know about this other NFT drop tomorrow? Yeah, let them know. W what's the NFT? All right. So tomorrow, former SPAC DraftKings. So DraftKings partnered with Autograph, which is a company co-founded by Tom Brady. They are releasing their first NFTs. So this will be a, a time drop. So starting tomorrow at 3 p.m., every hour going up to 7 o'clock, there's going to be a new release. And, and it's going to go uh, down in scarcity. So up first is the carbon version with 5,000 units available for $12. Then we get the platinum version, 2,500 units for $25. Then an emerald, 1,500 units, $50. A sapphire, 750 units for $75. And the ruby version, 375 units, $100. So again, tomorrow, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern time, and you should be able to grab these NFTs on any DraftKings uh, app. So either the betting app or the daily fantasy app. 
So something to keep in mind tomorrow, I expect these Tom Brady NFTs to, to sell fast as well. And then in a couple days on August 13th, Mitch, we get the Tom Brady Signature Series where they have the Carbon Edition 100 units for $250 going all the way up to the Ruby, only 12 units, $1,500 where those NFTs will actually have a uh, signature from Tom Brady kind of built into the NFT. So DraftKings NFTs tomorrow. We got Tops NFTs today. Two SPACs to talk about. I mean, there you see it on the screen. So you should be able to on the app. So again, if you're not signed up for the DraftKings app, that's something you would want to do ahead of time. So you have your login. <laughs> Otherwise, play around on the app. See if you can find where that is. So that's 3 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Tom Brady, one of the greatest of all time in the NFL. NFTs coming. Got a little trick up my sleeve. Here. What's the little trick you got, Mitch? Dun, 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 dun. We know we like to give our little tips, right? So if you're in a legal state, I'll, I'll start off with that. I would definitely download the DraftKings app and try to find one of those promos where it's like bet $1, win 100 for such and such. Because this could end up giving you that $100 to go ahead and buy an NFT off of free money. There you go. There you go. Free Tom Brady NFTs, Mitch says. Ooh got to use your promotions wisely let me just say i am a master of promos if you ever want to talk to me about promos hit me up story investors you guys know what we're talking about uh but definitely definitely uh, i think man this is this is definitely one of my favorite areas now I, it's it's hard not even to talk about the gambling stocks i want to be i want to know this industry and i also want to work the game sports betting myself so i think this is just a big move in DraftKings trying to get into nfts i think you're going to see maybe other sports betting plays start getting into nfts as they get the door opened right um you know one thing i would pay attention to is a company like maybe even genie thinking about nfts because they, they do have the partnerships to go ahead and try to attack that um we'll see how that's kind of keeps moving uh looks like we're getting towards our time here towards power hour but guess what today we are not having power hour guys we're doing something what? a little bit different we're gonna go ahead and just do an afternoon stream to keep you in one spot give you guys the same aspects you're going to still get power hour you're still going to get get technical you'll still get some crypto talk um, but the main thing is we want to put this all on one show for you guys so that you guys can have fun uh spencer should be opening it up i should be getting on over there in a little while and like always guys smash the thumbs up hit the subscribe below we do this every single day for free i can't stress that enough i'm sure by now chris we could definitely pull this show off and charge for this show but guess what that's not what we do here. Um, we give it to you guys absolutely for free. So you guys do us a favor and hit that thumbs up and let us know. What are you going to learn more about? Do you guys want to go and get into some different interviews? Let us know who you want to see and we'll go ahead and reach out to that company. Yeah, definitely. Another great show, guys. We tried to give you, you know, some ideas. Talk about those earnings reports. Remember what Mitch said. If, if you've got a profit going into earnings, you saw what can happen when these companies report growth, but they withdraw guidance 
or the report wasn't good enough for investors, you can get a double digit haircut real quick. So if you're holding any of these SPACs or former SPACs going into earnings, you may want to consider trimming a winning position like Mitch did in RSI. Keep that in mind, guys. Know your own risk level. This is not financial advice, but be careful out there. But lots of great things happening in SPAC land this week. We'll be hitting on all those big earnings tomorrow and the next couple of days. Hey, we're at 144. We only need six more likes. To oh, hit come that on. Six more. Let's go ahead. Smash that like, guys. And I want to catch up with something in the chat real quick before we get on out of here. Looks like the infrastructure bill went through. Um, I'm not, I haven't been able to confirm that. But if that is true, I'll, I'll have Chris right now give us some names and mention some names to at least keep an eye out for because potential moves could happen after this. Uh, the, the last thing I want to leave it to you is X going to give it to you. No, Mitch going to give it to you. Nah, <laughs> I, I just had to throw that in there. Um, but definitely, Cole, um, what, what it is is that not that, you, not that you can't get the NFT if you're in not in a legal state. The one thing is, I'm pretty sure you can download the app. The, just, yep, the Daily Fantasy app, I think you can download in any state. The sports mm-hmm. betting one, only in the states where it's legal. So again, they want to use their existing uh, technology and infrastructure to get you to be on the app to make the purchases. Um, so I would look to download the, the app no matter what state you're in. Mitch, the infrastructure bill, I mean, there's so many EV names, the ones I'd be watching. We're already seeing some moves out there. We've got, you know, ZEV moving on that deal today. We've got Lion Electric, LEV, Proterra, PTRA, both in the electric bus space that's going to win some money in the infrastructure deal. We've got CHPT, EVGO, some charging infrastructure companies. They're going to win big through this infrastructure bill. Mitch, I mentioned it earlier. We saw Hylion, H-Y-L-N, Secretary of Energy, rode in that truck yesterday. Could they be a winner in the infrastructure bill? And then long term, I mean, obviously, if Fisker, Lucid, Faraday, some of these companies can get those vehicles out there, they could win big too. But to me, I'd be looking at the companies that already have a product or infrastructure in place ready to go. All right. I'll be keeping that. Watch out for that. What? What? DM earnings tomorrow. Yes, yes. Cole, I'll be keeping an eye out on that one. You guys know how I like desktop metals. At the end of the day, I do like the business. May not like the technical chart right now. And so what I always talk about is that it has to be a three-variable approach. Let's see the fundamentals come in. Let's get those. Let's get that revenue. Let's show that bottom line. And then we might be able to get that technicals. To come right back up roaring all right guys that's going to do it for us today come in tomorrow we, we're going to have another interview for you guys we're going to talk about all these earnings chris and i are going to be trying to go through it give you guys that fast action uh recap like always you guys can keep up with us on our newsletter if you don't have the newsletter look in the description below get that spac newsletter today we'll see you next time boom baby ah! Ah!